0: This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the
1: original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
0: Hey, hey, hey. What is going on? It's me again. It's your boy. I'm back within the space of time that a normal podcast would have another episode almost like i'm taking it seriously uh, what's going on i know what's going on we know what's going on in the world it's whatever and what i'm doing now is i've taken it i've bestowed upon myself the knighthood of talking to you about shit that isn't to do with corona so we got a non-musical guest Before I go into who the non-musical guest is, hope you're all doing well. Blah, 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 blah. Strange times. If you are listening to this after the 31st of September, there is some new Downbeat clothing available at www.thedownbe.at. So it spells Downbeat. Um, Cool shit there. Limited. Always limited. I can't even remember what there is hoodies t-shirts there's a Pamela t-shirt it says wet-ass puppy but she's just had a bath with a black metal font what what what's more what more could you ask for in life uh, if you don't like any of the t-shirts if you think the t-shirts are dog shit literally do a little donate if you want if you don't want to donate then just continue to listen to free and I hope that you sleep well at night my guest this week is Bryce Krutchek. I hope I'm saying that right. Bryce is a world record holding power lifter from Calgary. In, I was going to do a Canadian accent. I've realized I can't do one. I can't do any accents. He's from Calgary in Canada. He has, I believe, he tells me in the thing, but off the top of my head, the world record equipped deadlift in a tested federation under competition rules. Um, If you don't know what a deadlift is, it's an exercise basically, but it's a cool exercise. It's not like going on a treadmill, trying to lose weight and having a six pack. It's like real gorilla picking stuff up. Rah, 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 cool shit. What a professional person I am. Uh, We talk about, basically I just rang him and he did know it was a podcast, but I phoned him and was like, oi mate, gyms are opening up again I feel like shit I'm crap at the gym I'm out of shape I want to get into shape and I want to enjoy it again because I've fallen out of love with absolutely everything because of this dastardly virus and he basically gave me some cool advice he loves metal he's repped the downbeat gear for a while and I've repped the Calgary barbell gear for a while he does coaching as his main job other than being superstar powerlifter um, and what he did actually, we talked through a program about getting me back into the gym. And then we finished up the chat and he sent it to me in a PDF. It's an eight-week program. We're calling it the Downbeat Back to Basics programs to get my stupid ass back in the gym. And what we've done is we've put the PDF completely free. If you go to the Downbeat Instagram, whatever that is, at the Downbeat uh, in the link tree, in the bio. only. In fact, no, you just go to Only... Do you go to Only Flams? I can't remember. One of those things. Go to the fucking Instagram. I don't care. I could re-record this, but I'm not going to. Uh, go to the Instagram. Click of the link in the bio, and, and we'll have a link there for the Downbeat Back to Basics plan. Eight weeks. Let me know how you get on. I've been doing it. I'm on the second week, and it's kicking my ass. It was supposed to put me in the gym, like, sort of nicely, but... I think I overshot my numbers and I'm an egotistical wanker. Uh, So it's really kicking my ass. Really appreciate him taking the time to do that. He didn't have to do that. And I really appreciate him taking the time to chat with me. It's Bryce Kruchek on the Downbeat Podcast. Bryce. I'm going to get it right. Krawcheck. He-
1: hey, that was pretty damn close, man. What? Is- uh, yeah, it's, it's Krawcheck, Krawcheck. Pretty much the same Kraw-check. thing. Yeah. 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 I'll give it
0: to you. Right, I'll thank thank give it to you, you. Thank you. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> How the fuck you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I got this uh, podcast wrong by an hour. I thought it was in an hour's time. That's why I, uh, oh, shoot. I kind okay. of fucked up. But this works better for me because I can eat sooner. Um, Beautiful. You yeah. are only the second The second guest that isn't primarily in the music realm.
1: Oh, okay, Ever. who's the other
0: one? Ever. Uh, Will Thompson, who does quite a lot of my tattoos oh right on okay um, okay because you're an interesting fucking guy
1: oh well thank you. you i appreciate that
0: and during these times where i don't technically have a job um <laughs> i'm really trying to talk to people that don't have much to do with music and maybe just enjoy it and have a different right have a different thing going on so right that makes sense I, I mean I would have already done a little introduction for you at the beginning of this but hang on let me just okay let me just crack a lovely can of nice. Northern Monk brewery beer. Mm. <laughs> so you are a Canadian
1: powerlifter. That is me. That's is, that's pretty much how I'd sum it up, yeah.
0: That's what you would sum yourself up if someone was like, "What do you do?" Let's let's pretend. I mean, you're like, let's pretend I'm some rich girl. I know you're happily married, but um, it's <laughs> <let's>, the <like>, hypothetical. <laughs> I'm some rich Right-head. girl's dad, and you gotta sell yourself. <laughs> Quite the scenario we've got. To go yeah,
1: you gotta sell um, yourself. I want to be like. So what's a, what do you do, son? <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Canadian powerlifter, like I compete competitively, a um, little redundant there, but uh, and I also coach, so I put a lot of my time and effort into coaching other athletes as well as creating educational content, which we put out on uh, predominantly YouTube and a little bit of Twitch, but yeah, an educator, if you will, uh, as well as a coach and an athlete. Nice.
0: And before I go into more of the educators type stuff, what's your what's your accolades? What you done? You got some you got some Canadian records? You got some cheer?
1: Yeah, so I've got a number of Canadian records, um, both raw and equipped. So I compete in powerlifting two different ways: one with the use of supportive suits that uh, help me lift a little bit more, and one without. Um, so I've done both in a couple of different weight classes uh, and have a number of records across those weight classes, as well as one uh, open world record, which is uh, kind of the the pride in when we're when we're talking about that kind of uh, accolade
0: so you have you have a world record for you yes sir what, yeah. what is the yeah. world record
1: so the world record is in the equipped deadlift and it was for 388 kilos Jesus <laughs>
0: 388 kilos what what's that imp- I, don't, yeah. I didn't care about pounds because I'm a kilos kind of guy uh, but for the poundlessness. yeah listeners, it's, come on you must I know. think it's like eight
1: don't say you 850, think 858 I want to say um i've done more recently uh, like since so, so why is that a world unless, record? let's attach to that number um, um so in order age, for it to be a world record or yeah right okay so the yeah it's in the open category which means anywhere between 24 and 39 um it's in my weight class so at the time it would have been under 105 kilos Body weight or 231 pounds. And uh, it was the most that anybody had done at a sanctioned meet in front of three different countries, international judges. So there's pretty rigorous standards. Mad.
0: Because there is like um, Eddie Hall's done the 500 kilo, hasn't he? But that's obviously mm-hmm. a way different weight class, not in a competition. Well, not in a official powerlifting competition.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and Thor recently did that. I think it was 501 as well. Oh, what a flex, just
0: adding that. Just <laughs> had to beat it.
1: Yeah, that's how you that's how you do it, man. The previous record, uh, so the one that I broke was 387.5, and I broke it with 388, so half a kilo.
0: I mean, every every little helps, my friend. That was like um, Stray, when I joined Stray, there was like the fastest song was 222, and on the first record right. I did, I was like... Uh, guys i wrote this song it's 223 bpm <laughs> <laughs> see you get it it's exactly oh, it's the same exactly thing exactly the fucking thing it's
1: professional one-upsmanship
0: oh yeah you gotta do it you gotta do it so yeah um yeah. one of the things that sets you apart from other i would say online coaches people with within the fitness youtube realm is mm-hmm. two things one you're real like you say you're not juicing and I know you're not juicing um yeah (laughs) which you know most for anyone out there who's watching fitness youtubers 90 95% of the time they're on gear they're they're, they're doing i think specifically
1: when we're talking about like not competitive power lifters it's a very it's a real gray area where like might be might not be they're probably not drug tested regularly which i am uh as a result of competing in a tested federal like a drug-free federation um i get like i get people showing up at my house uh they can come any night of the week between seven and eight i think and uh just pop in and be like hey give us some of your piss really um, how and we're gonna how take often? some blood Um, It was a lot more frequent before COVID. I haven't been tested post-COVID, but it was usually like once every month or two, maybe three months.
0: They'll just turn up like the TV license man and say,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I I have to log. So I have to tell them where I sleep every night uh, as a part of being in this like registered drug testing pool. And I have to give them an hour a day where I can guarantee my whereabouts. So if they want to, they can randomly show up and test me oh my god um yeah it's the same testing protocols as like uh so there are some drugs which are allowed out of competition uh like you can have thc in your system as long as you're not in competition Yo, bro. (laughs) which i'm not really like a huge proponent of anyways so it wasn't a wasn't like a hard-fought victory for me or anything when that came around um but, yeah, I think there are, like, a couple of smaller things uh, in terms of, like, uh, alcohol, maybe some moderate stimulants and yeah, things like that that like you, you can a have little in your system. I
0: think line. Coke
1: is still on the, uh, still on the like, no tolerance list. Uh, I think that's something that's being changed or is, is being discussed right now is the use of, like, recreational drugs for athletes outside of competition. I think, obviously, like, one of the things that... <laughs> you know legend has it a lot of these guys in like the 70s and 80s the big uh, big guys before any sort of drug testing was a thing uh it was like they just used coke as like a pre-workout i was gonna say and, i was just like, about to say yeah
0: i mean i imagine obviously disclaimer that if it was made like part of the testing was, you were allowed to have that, then that would actually be a performance-enhancing drug. Because if you did a line before doing a deadlift, <laughs> you are ripping that shit off the floor.
1: Potentially, I don't. I don't really know. Um, I mean, I, I imagine think it kills kills your appetite too, right? So, like that, I think is a downside. Uh,
0: you could, have, you could have shakes, I guess. I don't know. This is all hypothetical I don't for any know. policemen that are watching or listening.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. So
0: I, I've got to ask you one thing just really, really unprofessional. I should have asked you at the start. Am I on headphones with you or are you? Do you just have yeah. on that? Okay, yeah. We're good. Um, so the other thing that I think sets you apart from other uh, fitness uh, powerlifting YouTubes um, is the, on the calgary barbell channel which is your channel the quality mm-hmm. is so high like the production <laughs> quality is insane when you do the form check fridays and it's on like it looks like a retro tv it's just like watching it's like watching a tv show is that you thanks or is man that you've got a guy that you're who's in it with you like a
1: yeah yeah so that's dylan um dylan and i hooked up a long time ago um just kind of like started lifting together and he was making some youtube content for himself but he's like dude i'm really good at video and uh not as good at lifting and you're really good at lifting why don't we like work together um and that was the start of of kind of calgary barbell as we know it and it kind of all evolved just uh like we started out doing some client spotlights because i was like oh we could put these on the website it'll be good marketing um and then he was like well why don't we try doing this and that and the other thing and we did some like vlogs leading into uh uh, competed at the one of the world championships i competed at in 2016 we did a bunch of like uh lead up videos too and those actually gained a little bit of traction so we decided to kind of keep doing it and start putting out uh Basically, all the stuff that I wish I had when I first got into lifting, like the Form Check Fridays. Like, I wish I had some kind of reference for, you know, how to look at my squat or how to try to bench press better. Like, I, I just, I wish I had that stuff. So, we're we're trying to make it.
0: So, does he edit all of it? Or do you, he just films it and you edit it? Or is it a bit... No, boring? he does.
1: He films it. He edits it. Oh, um, God. That's the dream. There's like, there's some very limited stuff that i might edit myself like uh when lockdown first happened i did some of my own content like i film some of my own lifting now because i lift in my basement every so often uh but for the most part if it's on the channel and it looks really cool and is really well done you can assume that dylan filmed it and edited it
0: so does that mean are you at the stage with the youtube channel where there is some money coming in and do you split that 50 50 or what's the deal there
1: it's getting there um, with like ad revenue and stuff. But the biggest thing is it's a real driver for business and coaching. Um, So I have a team of coaches um, and myself that all coach powerlifting athletes. Um, And with the, the YouTube revenues and stuff, we used to split that, but that's really still not like a sufficient um like that that's not a lot of money uh i think early on i remember cutting dylan paychecks of like 200 dollars or whatever um and now he's uh he's a part owner of the company so um i think some of all of the profits end up making their way back to him uh because really the youtube channel does help drive business to all the other aspects
0: fuck yeah that's cool um so yeah when so how many subscribers I think it's pretty important because some people think that when you've got X amount of subscribers on YouTube you are making bank but you have loads of mm-hmm. subscribers and you pretty much just said it definitely isn't paying the bills
1: yeah I mean like I, I have no problem being pretty transparent about it um, we have like 81,000 subscribers right now and uh, I was just in our dashboard and I think we're pulling in uh, like a thousand dollars US a month on ad revenue split that between two so it's people. not nothing it's not
0: nothing but, but it's not uh, like fucking everyone thinks because of influencer culture that that means that you're like yeah
1: guys I'm getting a pool yeah, like um, we're not we're not at that uh, that like YouTube Rari money just yet.
0: But it it do be helping though, doesn't it? I'm the same with like the podcast. I Everything make zero helps. money, but because of mm-hmm. that people then hopefully buy the t-shirts from the podcast and etc. Um yeah. So what I want to get into, I want to do two things to make this maximally enjoyable for the listeners and for me the real thing is me i don't care about these people okay, who yeah. are listening
1: um, I, I think that's like a that's a sign of integrity though i feel like that's when people like it the most is when they can tell you're having a good time and you're doing what you want to do right i fucking
0: hope so because that's how i live my life <laughs> as a as a hedonist right so i've yeah. recently <laughs> gone back to the gym last week the gym's finally opened yeah and okay. not only do i fucking hate it i have <laughs> no drive, my diet is off, I'm not following a plan, um, help. (laughs) This is the thing, I loved the gym before lockdown happened, and and to be honest, I loved music before lockdown happened, and then this whole thing has made me fall out of love with stuff which obviously mm-hmm. I can I can turn around. The music one's harder to do because I don't know when gigs are coming back, but the gyms are open. Right, Help me fall back in love with the gym without me doing a cycle because <laughs> that's my two <laughs> options. <laughs> my two options are I figure things out and I do a nice plan that I can stay on track. I get my calories in. I figure out like, do I want, I want a level of between strength and aesthetic Well everyone does uh-huh. but yeah, or my other option is I just carry on just doing what I 'm doing and inject myself with performance enhancing trust, <laughs> which is the one that I don 't want to do so save right. me from an exploding heart.
1: So I think you touched on some, some really big things and really common things right now that, uh, like even I'm, I am not uh, invulnerable to. So I definitely, I, I went through, like, I had a really good training cycle just in my basement and then i had a really bad training cycle um and because training wasn't going super well uh there was like a month where i missed probably more sessions than i have in the last 8 years uh and just like i didn't want to go i wasn't tracking my food i wasn't eating enough and uh like it sucks there's no there's no like two ways about that it's just tough to try to motivate yourself and it you know i used to drive and and am now back to now that the gym's open driving uh like half an hour either way to go to the gym um but i had a hard time walking down three flights of stairs to go lift during the uh the quarantine um and i think part of it is just like you just kind of have to reform those habits and it might suck and it might Like be really hard to get into the swing of things again but if you can try to safeguard yourself and set yourself up such that there's more likelihood of you being able to accomplish what you set yourself to so i mean number one don't expect the world when you go back um you know like don't don't expect you're going to go back in there and just like be throwing around the weights you used to or that you're going to look the same Uh, or whatever sort of, you know, your fitness goals might be. But uh, I think, you know, going in, starting off with like two or three days a week can be a good way to do it Uh, just to kind of get your foot in the door, get back to doing it and sort of you kind of have to experience those things that made you fall in love with it in the first place again. And one of those is going to be progress. So if you can set yourself up in a way that you can just get there, you're going to start making progress again. And you'll probably be back to where you were inside of three months would be my my professional conjecture. There's no way. Uh, let me tell um,
0: you where I was before, pre, and let me tell you where I am mm-hmm. now. Okay. So, re- disregarding the fact that I look like some sort of man made out of marshmallow right now, where <laughs> I was, at my best, I was 76 kilos ripped with abs. And at that mm-hmm. point... I was deadlifting 190 kilos. Um, mm-hmm. I just assumed kilos, yeah. Benching. Mm, then my, when I was that, when I was like ripped, I was only benching like 100 maybe for three, and then I think I was mm-hmm. talking to you at the time, and yeah, squatting. I think I would squat 140 for five, like three sets of five, and then. When I decided the abs weren't for me, because I, I, I say decided. When I went on tour and the abs disappeared, um, <laughs> I managed to get my squat. And so this is pre-lockdown. I managed to get my squat. So this is, this is pre-lockdown and pre-first tour before lo- lockdown. So this is like end of last year. Um, mm-hmm. I managed to get my squat to one. I got a solid 160 and mm-hmm. I failed a 170, but I would have done it if I hadn't have done the 160. It was like a hairline failed it.
1: Right, Um, yeah.
0: Deadlifted 200 and benched 125. Then lockdown happened. And all this happened. Well, I went on tour. I had a minor mental meltdown anyway. Then Mm -hmm. lockdown happened. I went back to the gym last week. I did three sets of... 10 on 60 kilo squats because my form was still yeah. there because I was still doing air squats and stuff but I, I had no way to train right. in the last six weeks I had DOMS mm-hmm. no shit for eight days yeah which was fucking
1: I was, mean that's that's how she goes right man
0: it was if anyone doesn't know if anyone there's going to be a lot of people that don't know what things are DOMS is delayed onset muscle soreness the, the soreness that happens after you go to the gym I had it usually subsides maybe three or four days on a bad one i had it for eight days i benched 80 for eight um three sets of eight uh, and then today i barely got five out of 80 because i haven't been eating mm-hmm. and yeah what did i deadlift i deadlifted 120 for three sets of six um so i'm really far backwards I I think
1: the thing is, you just kind of got to treat yourself like a beginner for the first week, couple weeks again. Like you got to be like, okay, you know, add in a protein shake every other day or, you know, once or twice a day or whatever to help nudge you back towards those habits that helped get you to those good places. Um, and you might have to like kick your ass in the morning to get yourself to the gym or tell your partner to like throw you out the door, uh, or whatever it might be, you know, set an alarm on your phone. But basically Within a few weeks, if you can start getting some of those habits rolling, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, now I remember why I like this so much. And it, it will get easier to get back into that habit. But, yeah, the first little bit is super daunting and and pretty shitty. Here's my There's no, no two ways about it. Here's
0: my problem with the whole thing from someone... And people, this will probably resonate with people who, I would say 99% of the people that listen to this podcast are just musicians, maybe have a fleeting interest in fitness, but don't know where to start or whatever. The, the Mentally, the sure. problem I have right now, which I have never had before, is thus. Um, where Before, when I was really strong, I was a little bit fat, I was okay with being a little bit like out of my comfort zone uh, body shape wise because the numbers were going up and they were impressive numbers. And I was like, this is, I'm sure you fucking resonate with this. I've seen your documentary.
1: Yeah. this um, You've also seen my current physique. So uh,
0: so when I was like, oh, I don't have abs. It's fine. I benched 125 kilos the other day, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. I was fine doing those two things. And then I would sometimes, I'll go, you know what? I want to. I want to cut a little bit and I would be okay when I was doing the cut because my numbers were still relatively good and Mm -hmm. and my body looked good. And then I would think, so so this is fine. I have abs. I'm a little bit weaker, but now, right now I am very weak and I'm very out of shape (laughs) and I don't, I want both things to go up at the same time. I want to look better and I want to lift more. And that's not yeah. possible.
1: Sure, it is. No, Especially if you're coming from a place where you're. Little... No, no, no. You're coming from a place where you're you're pretty detrained, but you were in a place at one point in the recent, like relatively really recent history, where you're going to be able to uh, rebuild a lot of those things quite quickly. Like I said, three months. I've worked with uh, probably between 40 and 60 people coming back from the lockout uh, throughout the company and throughout my coaching and my, my coaches coaching Um, and most people are back to, if not past previous numbers inside of three months. Um, so even just from a numbers standpoint, like you can get those lifts back and then once you're strong, you can do whatever you want. If you want to cut weight you're going to maintain muscle really well, cause you're strong and you can lift heavy. Um, and so you like, think it's just a matter first. of getting to that point.
0: You think get strong first and then cut, not cut and then get strong.
1: Sure. You could do it either way. You could probably cut while you got strong at this point because you're detrained. Okay. Right. Change, change of track.
0: Help me do this. <laughs> How much does someone pay? And you also get an ad out of it. So, how much does someone pay? Sure, sure. To do this for you to do exactly what you're about to do for me. <laughs> how much <laughs> do I have to pay? Uh,
1: so, generally speaking, a month of of coaching with Calorie Barbell right now, anyways, is is 205 mo- bucks a month Canadian. Canadian, Canadian so it's a like month. Yeah,
0: 50 pounds. So it's
1: like 40 dollars in <laughs> any other uh, currency.
0: <laughs> and that gets you what? What does someone get for that? What do I get for that? Cuz I'm going to I tell you what I'm going to do it.
1: Okay, so more or less, we would have like an intake conversation, kind of like you and I are having right now. We talk about um, sort of what your goals are, where you want to get to. Uh, most of my clientele, I will put this sort of caveat out there, is like a focused on competing in powerlifting, right? So they're going to compete at competitions semi regularly, and or their biggest focus is the numbers yeah yeah getting getting their squat bench and deadlift higher so the sort of nutritional aspect of it is somewhat limited it's more like uh almost like a consultation or like nudges in the right direction helping make good habits and less so like you need to eat this food and this much of it and that kind of stuff is not really what i do anyways um but most of it is is done through a spreadsheet and weekly video check-ins so we would do uh we would lay out your programming uh it's a it's a really cool sheet that'll kind of spit out your numbers based on your inputs i don't know if you're familiar with like rpe and stuff and i'm also not sure how into the weeds you want to go with powerlifting programming but Anyways, we give you a spreadsheet, it tells you what to do, you fill it in as you go through, and then at the end of the week, you send me a video of your lifting. And then I basically do like a form check Friday for anybody who's seen our videos, and put my head in the corner, um, and then kind of like draw on it on the screen, and talk about technique, and uh, address any questions you might have about the progress, and then we adjust the program as we go so that you get strong.
0: So does that mean a beginner could come to you? Or would you advise a beginner yeah. Yeah, to do somewhere else? Honestly,
1: or? I think I think most beginners could probably get pretty damn strong just using free programs on the internet uh, and resources like our YouTube channel where you can look at people getting their lifts critiqued and apply that to your own lifts. Because honestly, 90 95% of the people who are just starting out make the same mistakes with their technique. So it's pretty easy to just generalize and be like, oh, I see this looks a lot like my squat. What does he say about this one? I'm, and uh yeah i think i think there's a site called like lifting vault or lift vault or something where they just have a ton a ton of free powerlifting programs
0: is that the place where it's not supposed to be the free ones but they've just put them up there ones that people have paid i for? think
1: there there may be some like gray area there i'm not sure but i do hey, know like I'm, a number I'm, of our I'm programs are on there. my
0: friend it's fine i'm, I'm all for it let's, <laughs> yeah. let's steal all the information and put it out there um i yeah, actually example. ran one of your programs before i ran the 16 week i think that's how we became friends on the internet Mm -hmm. was because i ran it Mm -hmm. on tour because at home i was doing like bodybuilding and what i would find over the course of years of touring is i would get reasonably strong and reasonably in shape on tour uh, sorry at home then i would go on tour and i would pretty much shred because I was just doing bodybuilding workouts plus playing the drums every night, and I would just I would mm-hmm. lose strength and muscle mass from just being definitely in a calorie deficit. So I tried to just I was totally. like, you know what, I'm just going to try and stay strong when I'm on tour. And I did your 16 week program, which is free, I believe. Um, yeah. And I think I tagged you in a couple of things on it because I I yeah. I went f- through the progress or uh, the process on my Instagram. And honestly, I got super strong on that tour and I did actually lose quite a lot of weight despite getting quite strong. But... Yeah. I don't have the fucking fire in my belly right now because I'm not hitting the fucking same numbers. How do I get the fire Yeah, I
1: mean, that's you just have to go and hit really sub max, sub suboptimal numbers and swallow your pli- pride for like 2 3 weeks until you can get back into the swing of it and that's i mean honestly i go through the same thing every time i start a new block of training cuz i come in and my you know i'm old and washed up and beat up and part of my just half my body's broken most of the time from doing this to myself for 10 years competitively but i go in and i you know the first like 3 weeks I'm lifting as much as the guy's three weight classes below me, but you know, it's, it's kind of a necessary evil to kind of just take things at the pace that you can, um, and do, do what's there so that you can get back to, you know, doing what you used to be able to do. Um, Unfortunately, there's really no sexy answer. It's just you just have to suck why, it up yeah, and do I, it I'm for I'm not a expecting while. you to go. Well, <laughs> hang on. You actually
0: just need to be taking this brand of BCAAs, and it actually gives you it gives you like a real boost mentally, superpowers. Um, yeah, I think my my big thing, which I struggle with. Like I said about the being, being slightly out of shape and strong or being in shape and not strong is coming back Mm -hmm. right now, not being strong and not being in shape. So Mm -hmm. today I didn't hit any of the numbers I wanted to hit in the gym. And I mean, this is me, like, this is probably me announcing on the internet that I have some kind of eating disorder, but because I didn't do any work in the gym today in my head. I have not eaten today. Right, right. (laughs) Because I think, well, I don't deserve that because I'm not going, it's not going to any muscle because I haven't beaten any personal records. So I'm saying But it
1: is though, like didn't you didn't you get sore from your last workout for eight days? I mean soreness obviously soreness doesn't equate to whatever, but in a lot of ways people can equate soreness to like a feeling of accomplishment at the very least. Um and like maybe you can drive that or use that to kind of drive your habits. But also the flip side is like if you don't eat, you're not gonna be able to do even more than you did last time, next time. Yeah, that's you know?
0: that's what's definitely going to happen. Um, yeah so are you a big proponent for people getting their diet wise doing what calories, like a if it fits your macros vibe or?
1: Yeah, more of more of like an if it fits your macros vibe. Um, I use I use like an app called My Fitness Pal. That's what I used and to do. I, uh, used, to I like you, yeah. used to be like you, man. Yeah, used to be like I've been using that for like eight years on and off and i i do like i have to take breaks from doing that because it just feels neurotic and like unsustainable sometimes when you're just like man i just don't want to worry about that shit and i don't recommend that everybody get into like okay let's get let's go balls deep on like trying to track everything we eat but like general recommendations just push yourself in the right direction like okay uh like right now try to eat three meals a day and have a protein shake or two every day. Once you get that down, then take the next step. But if you're just like, okay, I have this calorie goal, I need to get this many grams of carbs, this many grams of protein, and you don't have any like decent habits built up to sort of lead into that next step, you're probably gonna fail and it's probably gonna feel pretty shitty. So if you can just do a couple of things that seeming, you know, like pick that low hanging fruit first and foremost, I think that's gonna be the, the, the real kicker
0: yeah you you touched on being old there for a second how old are you <laughs> uh
1: 32 yeah be 33, 33 in october
0: and it, it do be getting harder <laughs> <laughs> just, just life in general being yeah yeah like you've you've uh, so here's another thing you've overcome two fairly serious injuries if i remember correctly hip and shoulder
1: uh shoulders have been on and off and whatever like there's a state of kind of perpetual injury but the hip's probably my biggest thing yeah
0: is the hip so i've also got a hip and a shoulder problem but from probably (laughs) from drums as well but right my where are you at with your hip injury currently
1: uh, I mean, like I said, when I start a block of training, uh, I can't really do much. I can't really go very heavy and it sucks and I have to swallow my pride and my ego for a while. But once I've been training for a bit, once I've, you know, been squatting twice a week for three weeks, then I start feeling really good again and I don't wake up sore and I don't wake up in pain and I can sleep on my side without just like being crippled the next day. So like, you know, is there's a the that-
0: side that fucks your shoulder up, sleeping on your side?
1: Sometimes, because yeah. I'm sure makes, what, it makes it feel pretty crappy in the
0: morning. I'm sure that's what's done mine. And my shoulder is completely fucked still and it just fucking... Right. It's the strangest thing. It like i mean it's fine i can play the drums it's probably quite similar to you in that it hurts but i just get on with it but
1: yeah yeah and i think sometimes like the motion is the lotion if you know what i'm saying like the 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 lifting and the strengthening it is often the best thing you can do to make things that hurt stop hurting
0: exactly i'm a massive proponent of that when people like oh I tweak my back and then they stay in bed for two days it's the worst thing you can do the blood is not moving you're not getting fucking you're not getting whatever badness happened out of there it's just sitting there I mean I'm not a doctor people don't take that advice (laughs) <laughs> oh, you hurt your back? Deadlift 250 kilos with no training whatsoever.
1: <laughs> Load it up. Uh, but no, I think like a lot of times, you know, especially if you can get some quality guidance on your individual scenario, um, but getting stronger will reduce the likelihood of you getting injured, right? And if what if, I'm if you're in chronic injured, pain, a lot of the times...
0: Because I, my shoulder hurts to bench. And the weird thing is, the very weird thing about it, It hurts on all Mm -hmm. the warm-up sets and then my heaviest set, I don't know if maybe it's because the heavy weight pins my shoulders back into the position they fucking should be in the first (laughs) place, but the heavy weight doesn't hurt.
1: Yeah, I've gone through periods of time where that seems to be the case too. Um, I mean, what I would do is I would probably just mess around with your technique and see if you can get like the empty bar to feel good. Uh, and just kind of start there and then work your way up right and just slowly gradually work your way up see if there's um like if you could do a partial range of motion or a wider grip or a narrower grip or bench with dumbbells or whatever uh find some way to like move the shoulder that doesn't hurt and just use that as a starting point because then Then you have something you can actively do and progress in and then you can start investigating like, oh, what if I go back out to You know, it's been two weeks since my shoulder hurt. What if I go back out to my normal bench grip or, you know, what if I switch back to, uh, you know, using overhead press? It used to hurt, but uh, my shoulder hasn't hurt in two weeks. So let's let's try this out. And a lot of times you can kind of create a good solid progression that way.
0: I had. This very same problem with my left shoulder, which I now have on my right shoulder, and I think it was just overuse mm-hmm. of the shoulder. Sure. Yeah, but I went to yeah. a sports masseuse and she fucked my rear, like my the whole supraspinatus, rotator cuff, rhomboid area. Uh-huh. She fucked my shit up, and it was <laughs> okay. so painful. For a whole hour of just getting mashed and then it disappeared and it's never been an issue with my left shoulder ever again. And then Hmm. now our government is so fucking dumb that they're like, okay, you can go to the gym, you can go to shops, you can do this, do that. But you cannot under any circumstance have a massage because Mm. it's too close (laughs) to close. So I can't even get, I can't even get my masseuse. I'm getting a
1: masseuse. Yeah, that's a bummer. That's a bummer.
0: Have you had massage Like I guess said, stuff? I'd is that just is that something that you do? Cairo massage?
1: So when I went through that whole hip injury thing and trying to figure out what worked and what didn't and how to make it stop friggin' hurting all the time, uh, I did literally everything under the sun and had very limited success with all of it. Um, if you look at the research, a lot of the benefits that, people get from massages uh can be more likely attributed to the fact that they just like chilled out for an hour and didn't do anything Mm -hmm. and allowed their body the sort of natural recovery time than uh to any sort of like tissue manipulation and that kind of stuff like there isn't a whole lot of science to back that up um and if i have clients who are like i got this massage and it helped so much then i'm gonna say like well keep doing that because it worked for you like that's fine. If you have the, like the income to spend on when, that.
0: When people like find religion and they're like, you know, it really helped me out of that dark place and in my head I'm like keep doing it then.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's I think for uh, you that's that's probably a really good analogy. Um because in a lot of these cases, like placebo is a hell of a drug, man. Uh so like if if you know whatever weird ass banded exercise hip raise glute thrust thing you did seem to help then like good on you i'm not gonna say that didn't work you know because then it was just planting the uh the opposite seed of doubt like oh maybe my hip still does hurt you know like that kind of stuff is super not helpful so um yeah i, I don't do a lot of that stuff myself i don't invest in that stuff myself because i haven't found use anecdotally and the evidence would suggest that a lot of it isn't Super backed up, but if somebody's like, "Oh, I did this thing and it worked so well," then by all means do it because, for whatever reason, it works for you and it or did in the past. Like, go down that road if it makes you feel better.
0: I like I like the conspiracy aspect. You've just started a conspiracy for me in my head.
1: head, Oh, okay, I'm interested. Do I want to hear more about this? No,
0: just like the chilled out thing because I don't chill out ever. Never. I mean, I've started yeah. doing meditation, but you're saying that all this money okay. that I give to massage therapists and kairos and all this shit is bullshit. And really, I should use my brain, <laughs> and I should just squat more.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's probably part of it but there it also might be that you should do less right another thing that we very
0: less i i am yeah
1: so at this point it's probably that you need to do more but previously i think we had some conversations where you said that you basically just go into the gym and mash yourself until you can't do anything more yes Um, and and like if you don't go to almost absolute failure or past failure on everything you don't feel like you worked hard and etc and I think in those scenarios like maybe just doing less is is the key there that's Uh, and in this case maybe doing more but
0: I want to do but there's like (laughs) but I feel like I would get the same results but doing less this is the whole look we've come full circle this is the whole mentality Mm -hmm. that I have doing less Mm -hmm. makes me feel like I don't deserve to eat (laughs) <laughs> and that is outside
1: of my scope of practice. I know, I know.
0: Okay, so I need Okay, just change that because I do like eating. I need less with a yeah. plan. That's what I need. I think I need 3 days.
1: Yeah, I think that's the big thing.
0: Yeah. And then a professional man to tell me how to do it. Mhm. Let's let's figure that out. Let's figure, I'm not going to make you figure it out right now. But what? Okay. If you were to figure it out right now. <laughs> Right. What would you suggest for someone who wants to go to the gym three days a week, and they just want to look fucking sick and be fucking sick?
1: Sure. You know, I'll basically give you what I did for like a year, and it worked great. Yes. And basically, I I just took you know the squat, the bench press, and the deadlift, and I broke them up. And looking back, I wish I would have probably benched twice a week. But uh, so if you take your first day and you do some squats and then you do like two to three, maybe four other leg exercises of basically whatever you want, whether it's a leg press or leg curls or whatever, just do some like bodybuilding leg stuff, but limit it to like three or four exercises, maybe do some abs and then go home. And then your other day, uh, you go in and bench press and then do some like upper body bodybuilding stuff. And I think for like most beginners, if you just sort of theme your day around a main movement, it's probably going to work pretty damn well. Um, like you're, you're knocking out sort of the big high priority, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for compound movement. You're using a lot of muscle to do these bigger movements. You can load them, uh, and progress on them for quite some time. And, uh, then you do a little bit of accessory work to help you know uh build some shoulders and biceps and whatever else and then on your last day you do some deadlifts and maybe a bench again or you do some overhead press and then you do some back work and some hamstring work
0: okay so um so this is a, this hypothetically monday wednesday friday sure yeah squat and some accessories wednesday yeah. bench and and then all the fun stuff that i do every workout <laughs>
1: right yeah yeah
0: so do you do a, good stuff do you do any back on that bench day or just like sure, shoulder? you could yeah
1: but yeah definitely I, I used to do coming
0: up in two days time
1: uh you can train your back a lot you can so here's here's a distinction you can make so on the bench day do like a horizontal row yeah and on the deadlift day do a vertical row you know what, I can I can even write something out really quick for you after this and send it to you and you can like put it in the show notes or something. If people want like a free, like no, basic we'll, get back into it I'll kind of it thing. On, um, I, I'm down to do that. It'll take me 10 minutes. i put, I'll put it on the downbeat
0: link tree. So anyone that sure. listens to this, you go to the downbeat Instagram and then click the link in the bio and it will be there. And we can call it the, yeah, the downbeat yeah, perfect. plan. Oh, this is sick. Um, yeah, there you go. And then, okay... So then, then the Friday you did the deadlift. What? What the fuck is a vertical row? What the
1: fuck? So like a, a lat pull down oh, or a chin up or something like that, where like a vertical plane of movement relative to your torso. Right.
0: That's one thing during lockdown. I did twenty-two pull-ups in a row.
1: Nice. Because nice. I was showing. I definitely off. couldn't do that right now right. with how much I weigh. So that's like how, the only thing. How little thing. I train
0: pull-ups. My back has stayed wide because I did pull-ups every single fucking day.
1: Well, there you go okay, so, this, so like this, lead this with is, that man i don't know if, if that's something that makes you feel good like make that the first thing you do at the gym so you can go in and be like hell yeah check this shit out okay I and think, then do your pull-ups
0: i think you're getting you're getting me you get my juices flowing here bryce you're getting my juices flowing nice. because i came nice. back in thinking to do three days a week i had to do full body three days a week and that's what i did for the last two nah. weeks and it destroyed nah, me you can i thought what is the point bro split it up if i feel like shit But I look like shit as well, and these workouts are fucking killing me. So I would love to split it up a little bit more
1: yeah I think I think like if you're gonna look like shit and you're gonna feel like shit like the the tra- the training might as well be fun right
0: exactly <laughs> like, exactly
1: I think that's that's something that people dive into too they're like oh I gotta like do all of the work and all of the most optimal stuff and I think even outside of the context of quarantine and lockdown people get trapped in that and they're like well what's optimal what's optimal and it's like anything you enjoy that keeps you moving and going to the gym or being active in any way shape or form like that's optimal whatever you can stick to is optimal
0: so would you so would you not go nuts on bench accessories and then maybe to put an extra bit of benching on the deadlift day
1: yeah i'd probably do something like that i think for most people especially like me i grew up playing uh, soccer or football as you would call it in the uk as it's called, um, the real name
0: football carry right on.
1: right <laughs> yes as a, <laughs> the proper name um but like i didn't i didn't play american football i didn't like bench press as part of anything so when i got into powerlifting or lifting weights my upper body was severely uncoordinated and in my opinion bench has a bigger learning curve so i think for most people practicing that skill more often uh can be really useful so yeah and people love benching like why not bench i love benching it's my favorite thing and being good at <laughs> it is my favorite thing but i'm
0: so bad at it at the moment when I got 120, well, I think I got 120 for a double and I was 80 kilos body weight. I was like, this is 40 kilos more than I weigh
1: for a double. This is fucking mm-hmm. sick. There you go, man. man. So, I mean, like, that's injured. Go just fat, going in and bench. Skinny. Like. <laughs> just everything.
0: <laughs> the old injured, skinny fat state. Ah, oh, hey? skinny fat is so. Like, obviously, I'm not body shaming anyone that's listening. I like the state of. Feeling fat but actually being skinny is something that only people that go to the gym and specifically, I think, either do like cutting for bodybuilding because I feel like you feel fat skinny then when you're all depleted with no carbs or... Mm power lifting when you have a day where you're not strong because when you have a day where you're strong you're like fuck yeah i'm jacked when you have a day where you're not strong you're like i'm actually kind of fat and (laughs) yeah that sounds like my
1: usual back and forth yeah i mean
0: that's it it's something that we have to live with
1: yeah, we just develop our own different kind of body dysmorphia and image issues. Which, my body yeah, dysmorphia is, is absolutely
0: fucking crazy, which leads me to my next thing. We're going to leave the powerlifting bullshit. You're going to make this nice sick okay. downbeat plan. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to take yeah. before and after photos, set a timer on it and give me a calorie goal. Sweet. I'm going to do the whole thing. And this, i tell you what, and we'll make this episode quite short and we'll do a follow up afterwards. That's what we're going to fucking awesome. do. That's a great idea.
1: Okay, so, I'm into it. Body
0: dysmorphia leads me into the next thing. I just want to talk about it because I love talking about it. Uh you got loads Kay. of fucking cool tattoos.
1: I do have a lot of tattoos, yeah. Yeah. You got anything lately? Uh the last piece I got was I got my hand done uh in Austria when I was there. I think I remember seeing that. I think I sent you a message like, Yes, the hand. Yeah. It's a fucking Yeah, I was pretty pretty happy about that. I one. don't
0: care what anyone says. I don't care. I tell you what, anyone listening, saying like getting inked is not cool. But I will <laughs> I will hold my hands up and say getting your hands tattooed is fucking cool and it makes anyone look cooler immediately. As long as it's good,
1: I think you immediately
0: look sick as fuck.
1: Yeah, yeah. Once I got my hand done, I started thinking of what I can do on my other hand, and then what I can do on my neck, and how I can put, like, some tattoos under my fade on my skull. And... Uh,
0: uh, I did exactly yeah. the same thing. And I'm almost... <laughs> I'm almost... I've almost done all of them. I've done... I've got the neck. My neck's completely done, other than I've got a little bit of... I, I basically... I was like you. I bet you are the same as me. Like, I... I Worried about not doing something cool or like that I could have tattoos as a job. Um, right. And then, and I worried a bit about my mum <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Definitely talks to my mum about it. Being sad. Sure. And then I just waited until I was like 30 and I was like, there's no fucking way that now I'm going to suddenly go, but I mean, I didn't know about COVID, but <laughs> uh, there's right. no way I'm going to go back and have like a, I'm not going to go work in a bank now. It's not fucking happening. Boom. I get my hands done. Yeah. And then I got, I think I got hands and neck done within like, I think a year and a half. It was all done. Hands, neck, fingers, hands, neck, fingers, face. Uh, Don't have anything on my fucking skull yet. Yeah. But that was my mum's
1: one stipulation was nothing on my face. Mm. So I can do it on my skull, but not on my face.
0: Yeah, but I bet she said no to your fucking. I mean, skulls better no, anyway. No, Skull...
1: So I, uh, like, when I when I turned eighteen, I got a. I I did a body piercing apprenticeship and spent like. Th- four years working in tattoo shops and piercing people for a living uh so my parents are like somewhat desensitized to the whole like whoa whoa, whoa whoa my tattooed son kind of thing so when i said that i was getting my hand tattooed she's like okay but nothing on your face right Nice. and i was like yes mom nothing on my face that's
0: cute i think my mom and yeah. this is how i did it i just got i mean obviously i'd long moved out by this point but i i got one hand done and then my mm-hmm. mum, like, messaged me, I think, on Instagram, like, oh, I noticed you got your hands done. And I was like, oh, she thinks I got them both done. <laughs> yes. And then I immediately <laughs> booked Permission, in. yes. I booked in literally, <laughs> literally that fucking week and got the other oh, one done. Oh, man, that's so
1: good. Um, that's
0: so good. And I, and I was like, it looks sick, though, doesn't it? And she was like, she'll never admit that they look good. But when she's drunk, sometimes right. she'll admit, yeah, but you've got nice tattoos. <laughs> 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 yeah I've, I've gotten that one too Last night it's exactly the same you got your back done you got a big, big
1: uh, almost back done. yeah yeah so i got a piece by a guy named shane ford uh he works unfortunately about four hours away right now um so i'm waiting to get some of that finished up but four hours working on that for a number of years
0: insane pain and then a four hours drive back
1: yeah yeah so i've got a brother-in-law uh kind of out there like he and his, his uh, girlfriend are living in like a yurt just outside of the city which is pretty cool all I kind of right. want to want to go visit and hang out with them and all the dogs that run around on the property but um, yeah so I don't know I don't know when I'm going to be able to get back up there hoping that he comes to my city and does a bit of a guest spot at some point in the near future but uh, unfortunately not finished my back yet. How many hours do you think you've had on your back? Hmm Uh, want to say about 20 Hmm. by this point.
0: I've like recently got a bigish, bigish back. I mean, you got a big fucking back. How tall are you? (laughs)
1: Uh, like 5'10. Oh, Oh we're the same
0: height, but you are exponentially wider than me. Um,
1: I, yeah, I weigh about 120 kilos right now. I'm pretty sure I
0: weigh 75 kilos right now on the same fucking body. (laughs) Jesus Christ, that is insane. Um, i always wanted to get my back done and i've recently moved to glasgow and there's a guy up here jim gray tattoo and i've he does great japanese stuff and he's literally like a 12 minute drive from here so it's like fuck it that's awesome there's lockdown i'm just doing it so i got it like bloodlined two weeks ago i got a bunch shaded two days ago and it's just like i'm gonna try and go every two weeks until it's done
1: yeah i've been seeing i've been seeing your posts on instagram it's looking good man have you got anything on your bum yeah my uh, my back goes all the way down to my knees how down to your knees
0: i uh, see i wish i could have done that but i already had some shit on my legs so i couldn't
1: uh, yeah i didn't have anything on the backs of my legs I've got like a Pikachu that my girlfriend
0: tattooed on me, so I can't really, <laughs> I can't really be covering up Pikachu. Uh, and it was her. Uh,
1: I covered up some some tattoos on my ass from when I worked in tattoo shops. We'd close down every St. Paddy's Day and get drunk and just get stupid Irish tattoos, oh, even though God. none of us were oh, Irish. it was a really weird thing. How much, uh, and now they're all covered up.
0: How much does getting with your, getting your fucking ass tattooed hurt? I couldn't believe it
1: uh i think it was worse like right at the base of the spine like kind of right where your butt cheeks begin to descend in that like flat spot it feels really bony uh i think that was worse than my butt cheeks themselves
0: i can't remember specifically but i just remember the minute it it went further than bottom of spine i was like okay i'm gonna fucking die this is this is crazy i'm dying
1: yeah yeah it's it's weird because a lot of times your like your perception or your proprioception of of where they're tattooing is off by like an inch or two so i was like man this guy's really getting into my cheeks here uh and he wasn't like beyond what you would think should be covered but i was like man this guy is in there i feel so bad for this guy i'm sweating a lot right now and but uh when yeah I was no it wasn't it wasn't actually
0: that in there when i was getting my neck toad it felt like i was getting my fucking head towed. it was insane and i was like no i felt like i was getting my mm, face tattooed mm-hmm. i was like you know my face right. he was like fucking relax i'm like five
1: inches away <laughs> from your face <laughs> yeah yeah
0: um right so we're gonna we're gonna talk very quickly about some music and then we're gonna wrap it up then you're gonna write me sure. a fucking program i'm gonna do the all program right. and then we'll follow up again how's that unless you got any i mean i'm gonna plug all your shit at the beginning anyway and i think okay i think you've i think people are going to be listening they're going to go check out calgary barbell on youtube they're going to check out your instagram which is what
1: uh it's just bryce underscore cbb cbb for calgary barbell um cbb or calgary barbell yeah and even your instagram
0: you've got like little fucking
1: and you got twitch as well haven't you yeah yeah we uh live stream on twitch like once a week right now very do nice. some form checks and stuff uh,
0: but even your instagram you've got like little you know stuff comes up and tells the viewer what weight you're doing and stuff
1: yeah that was all pre-made by dylan he was like here add this to your man, videos that shit is and... so sick
0: yeah yeah dylan's the man right you like metal I do, yeah. <laughs> I'm just fucking. I'm fully aware that I'm quite aggressive as a human being. Just. Okay. I'm trying really hard to be like less. I got told by one of my like sponsors once. <laughs> oh, i didn't want to reply because you're quite <laughs> aggressive in emails and i'm like oh it's just the way because <laughs> just then i zoned in on myself and, right shut up you like metal and <laughs> i'm sorry
1: no that's good i like it i like it uh, i like to be direct
0: you like metal i want to know two things i want to know have you got a lifting playlist and where is it and how do people listen to it and if not uh you need to so i've a got b- one
1: I've got a bunch of playlists um probably like 15 playlists if you look me up on uh on apple music and there's a specific playlist that i made for a competition a while back that another lifter friend of mine ported over to uh spotify if you look up my name bryce Krotchuk on spotify so either either way you use or, or whichever Was streaming service you use i do have some bryce. that is yeah bryce lewis yeah. he's also very strong i follow
0: him as well he's the two very Bryce's. strong
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Alright, uh, so what's your top five bands ever? That's what I want, and I should have told you this in advance.
1: Oh boy. Yeah. Um like for lifting specifically? Uh no. I'll
0: take I'll take top five bands ever, and if they happen to fuel you in the gym, then cool.
1: Oh boy. Okay. Um I'd have to say like Kublai Khan is up there. <sighs> man uh, no we real, need to stop real we big to, one for me we
0: need to stop and just talk about Kubla khan for a while number one <laughs> it's my fucking gym bangers straight up
1: yeah yeah big time big time like um, self-destruct
0: the whole absolute um, album <laughs> fuck just the vocal breaks and then matt saying something just fucking insane where there would be like <laughs> where you're about to do a deadlift or something could not get any fucking better.
1: The number of heavy bench work that i've done uh with ant pile just on repeat oh, man. is uh is, is excessive oh man it's so
0: fucking <laughs> and he just just literally little gap and he says son of a bitch and it's just
1: yeah fucking. oh it's just so tasteful man it's the best I love i'm it. so
0: glad that you said that first because i honestly think they might be the best gym banger band
1: Oh man, yeah, it's uh, they're they're hard to hard to beat. Uh, I listen to a lot of Harm's Way uh, in the gym as well.
0: I feel like I want to like Harm's Way more than I do. I really like okay. the latest That's one because it has. Yeah, the more they do the 90s, yeah, that was the one that got me shit, into them. Like the electronic shit, the more mm-hmm. I can get involved. The more, like, on is it posthuman the last one? The yeah. yeah. The stuff that I know that Will Putney helped to write, like because me and Will oh, okay. have very—I mean, I assume—but me and Will have very similar like s- tastes in like tempos and rhythm sh- changes and stuff like that. And like something will happen on Posthum, and I'm like, that was definitely Will's idea. Um, yeah, I can't—I'm not ba- i am not don't know that for a fact, but I really liked that one, and I really liked Isolation. Was that the one okay. before it? Was, it? was it called Isolation? The one that starts with Scrambled. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway. Rust? No. Oh, sorry. It's the one was before it called Rust? Rust. I didn't really like Rust. Oh, okay. I liked the one. I liked I think Rust. it was Isolation, and I like post yeah, Okay. Maybe I'll go back to Rust. He's a big guy as well, um, isn't he? He's a big fucking... Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Okay, funny story. Before I started listening to them, I was at a show uh, where they played with Black Dahlia Murder, who's also probably up there for me. Nice. Um, and I didn't really know Harm's Way. I was, like, kind of listen to their set. It was good. And then I went to the beer, uh, beer garden to get a beer. And i think black dahlia had finished with a song that a buddy and i had been waiting to see live for a long time and this is back when i still moshed and uh wasn't afraid to just hurt myself or somebody else every time i got close to a pit um and i think i had my shirt off and somebody came up and bought me a beer and said nice set and like mistook me for, for uh i can't remember the guy's name but uh apparently James, he's a power lifter too like James, the, I can't rem- can't remember exactly. uh yeah yeah he's really strong. But yeah somebody somebody Came and bought me a beer and was like, Yeah, good set, man. And I was like, I'm pretty sure the singer of that band is nothing hardcore. Nothing, like uh, straight edge. Nothing. And yeah, like I also other don't than, really look
0: other very much huge. like
1: him. But like, a just, I guess, generic big tattooed guy. People uh, are fucking idiots. And, like, <laughs> yeah, I got a free beer out of it. I mean, yeah.
0: But people get, like, Tom gets that anytime someone has a hat and a beard. They're like, Oh, nice set. Like, <laughs> this guy just has a hat and a beard. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Other people are allowed. To have uh, and okay, is Black Dahlia up there?
1: Yeah, Black Dahlia's up there. Uh, also, End. Ooh, big, big fan of End. Nah, all the fucking,
0: fucking Putney-related things. End, I haven't listened to the new oh, one. Oh, is
1: that? Oh, it's good. It's quite good.
0: I know that we uh, ripped it off before it had even come out, because when we finished our last oh. album, we were like, how do we end this song? And Will goes, oh, on the end record, we did this thing where Billy just goes nuts on the drums and then we started fading out and it goes like out of time and shit. You could do that. So I did it. Yeah. And our album came out before theirs came out. So so we ripped Uh, them off, but it was like allowed by Will. But then ours came out first. So I don't know if anyone listens to it and thinks, that sounds like the stray ending because we fucking stole it. Well, everybody
1: knows now. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows now. Um and I'd probably put uh like after the burial and make them suffer on there.
0: I don't know any of the after the burial guys, but the make them suffer guys are so much fun. They are like top
1: Jaya. Their music is really Jaya from fucking really make good. them
0: suffer is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. We we mm-hmm. played um we did a Australian tour. Uh, I don't think we we did a US. Uh, US and Canada tour with architects us and make them suffer and then we we did okay. just Australia like afterwards and Jaya dressed up like a little like a butler almost and met us at the airport with a sign that a sign that said <laughs> Craig and I was so jet lagged <laughs> that I didn't even realise him at the time and I completely fucking blew the oh, joke oh man Because everyone else was laughing and I was like jet lagging. I just wanted to get out of the airport and then I was like, oh shit, that's my fucking name (laughs) And then I got fucking strip searched pretty much. Brisbane fucking airport. Oh, nice. Because because of the tattoos, everyone always thinks I have drugs. Mm -hmm. Because of the drugs, everyone always thinks I have drugs. (laughs) (laughs) So annoying.
1: It's crazy how those things go hand in hand.
0: Um, I think we're gonna leave it there, man. There's probably
1: w- one more album, one more album I have oh, to mention uh, by a band called a band called Wake. They're from Calgary, uh, and they're they just put an album called called uh, Devouring Ruin, and it is probably one of my favorite albums so far this year. And what kind of shit just is it? Front to back. Uh, it's listed here as death metal, black metal, <laughs> which nice. I think is a pretty pretty uh solid descriptor but yeah man well, uh, absolutely unbelievable devouring ruin. wake yeah yes well, sir man so good they got they so got good. a
0: shout out there and we got a lot of a lot of thirsty metal listeners on this podcast so hopefully good. the fitness stuff didn't fucking good. scare them off and they're still here <laughs> just make everybody end. stop listening nah, yeah I, don't think so. <laughs> I think you've been awfully entertaining i hope so and you have and it's be, been a fucking be cool. pleasure and when this fucking world opens up because we do we are known to play calgary can i please come to your gym Can we please Oof.
1: hang out yes can i please come to your show i would love that
0: i would love for you to come to the okay, show i well, would work on not being quite so fat or skinny or weak by that <laughs> point Although it's Calgary yeah, man, that's and I'd love always to get a lift the in fucking date of tour. So I will be all of those things, including week, but
1: right. But that's okay.
0: I think honestly, I was, I was supposed to train with someone else from your gym last time we were in Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, fucked yeah. My, yeah, I remember- my wrist two nights before because it was really cold, obviously, because it was Canada in the fucking winter. Um, and yeah. I got like a weird RSI electric shock thing during a fucking set. And my wrist was fucked for the rest of the tour. And I had to bail, bail on it. And it was really, really annoying.
1: Yeah, I remember uh, I remember my he, he was a, bu- a good buddy of mine at the time. Um, and he, he, had, he had mentioned that you were going to come. So I think we all were, uh, were hoping that you guys were... It was you and somebody else that were supposed to come left, but
0: It would have been Tom, our guitarist. But yeah, I was yeah i was i mean to be honest i still wanted to go but the rest of my band told me if you fucking go and you then you moan about your <laughs> moan about your hand <laughs> i get so much trouble on tour when i'm like tired and beat up and then i go to the gym and then everyone's like have you played like shit tonight because you've gone to the gym? I'm like, listen, the motion is the
1: lotion. It just makes okay, you better.
0: Learn it. It does make me better. It just makes you Honestly, better. It makes me better. Exactly. I, it, the, there's nothing like I like squatting to warm you up to play the drums. It's fucking crazy. The next day, absolute dog shit. But on the day, <laughs> on the day of the squat, I'm ripping. There you go. Right. I'm going to go. You love to I'm see I'm going to go. I'm going to make fish right, tacos. Man. I appreciate you so much. Send me your file. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to
1: send you a little program here pretty that quick. Send me
0: I'll put it on the downbeat link tree, guys. So you go to the downbeat Instagram. Um, check out Calgary Beautiful. Barbell on YouTube. Check out Bryce's own channels, which I'll have tagged.
1: Beautiful. Cool. Thanks, yeah. man. Cool, man. Thanks for
0: chatting. Thank you.